Welcome to your listening to Geekologist Radio 2.0, a division of the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts. Damien, and welcome to Geekologist Radio 2.0, the predator of the predator. <laughs> I knew it was going to mess you oh, up. I did it on purpose. Oh, you jackass. <laughs> the predator of two predator. That is the story. <laughs> no, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be, uh, pre, it's supposed, <laughs> wait. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. Man. I'm so glad I screwed that up for you. That is amazing that I just did that on the fly. Two predator or not Two Predator. Oh, that is the story. Okay. See, I was trying to mix in a little bit of, you know. Except uh, for Predator uh, spelled wrong, so I read it as Predator. Oh, yeah, that is spelled wrong. Yeah, there you go. That's it. I'm so glad I jacked that Cut! Up for you. Time That's to go back, it. rewind. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Hey, it's Damien, and welcome to Geek Aldous Radio 2.0 to Predator or not to Predator. That is the story, or is it the question? That is a question for you. It is a question for me. It is. I'm a huge fan of Predator. I got to see it last night. Uh, over Overanalyzed it way too much. Going to have to go see it again. It was enjoyable. I'll get back into my review when we get to that. Uh, other things we're going to talk about, guys. I was at PAX West. I got a chance to get hands-on with the division. We didn't get to go into that in great detail last episode, but we will be going into it this episode. And I'm telling you, it is an amazing game is going to be the depth of it that is going to make us really really want to play it and if you haven't seen that e3 trailer go out and see that because that thing really kicks it into overdrive for you the in right in the feels right in the feels so it grabs you it grabs you heavy that trailer it does and yeah if you're wondering who that voice is that it would be my brother-in-law, a.k.a. my partner in crime with Geekologist Radio. That is Nick in PDX. Nick, what's going on, man? Not much, buddy. Been very busy this week, so not a lot of things I've gotten to um, outside of maybe PUBG and Spider-Man video game-wise. I just haven't really been able to chance to uh, do a lot of things. Show-watching, though, there are so many good shows out there. It, I'm too busy to catch up on all of them, man. I mean, there's like Better Call Saul out there. I'm trying to catch up on Ozark. Iron Fist Season 2 came out. Now Big Mouth Season 2 is coming oh, I out know. on Netflix. I mean, I, there's too many, too much good shows, and they just keep compounding each other. Not only that, but I kind of want to check out the new Lethal Weapon with... Uh, Sean uh, William Scott! Sean yeah, William Scott Stifler. being the new partner. I watched the trailer for it, and I was, I was kind of like, man, I'm kind of interested in this now. I don't know. I didn't I didn't watch the show before, so I don't have anything to say about the old actor or the character, you know, the, what I watched it. I watched it the first season, yeah, and I liked it, but then I, the fact of knowing kind of what he, how he behaved, and there's stuff coming out now that he's saying that he didn't, that he, it was all a sham, and that it, but the thing is, he's known for being a wild card, and so... Are you talking about the actor himself? The actor himself is known for being a wild card. Oh, so like outside force. the show, he's kind of might be an ass. Yeah, exactly. And so he's, he's uh, known for uh. that and people not getting along with him. So I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm I'm okay. And the, and the fact of, of changing it out and having 
you know, having that kid, the main character go away, but bringing it on and bringing in Sean William Scott, it's, I'm glad to see him back into act. Like he takes breaks, like he takes breaks where he he doesn't do much acting Mm -hmm. and to have him come back and be in a role like this, I'm hoping it catches on because he's a really good actor. And the thing is, is the guy has the exact same background that Harrison Ford had. He worked construction. He worked at a Home Depot. Before oh, he got okay. into the role of Stifling. Uh I wouldn't call that construction. But he did. Sure. He did construction he, too. He did. Oh, both. did he? Yeah, he did okay. both. Uh, he worked as one of the contractors for Home Depot. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and he's done side stuff that we loved. I mean, Goon is fantastic. Yeah, oh yeah, the sequel. The sequel. Oh my gosh, we, I haven't watched Goon too yet. Oh, need you to need to. You to need that. to. Is it good? It's good. Okay, it's cool. good. Yeah. Cool. 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 Uh, so. Basically, we're going to get jump out of this and get back into our promotions and stuff like that. Guys, make sure you check out our our, our community that we belong to, Ninja uh, Ninja Pancake. Tons of great podcasts on there. Uh, you also, if you follow the Ninja Pancake feed, all their great podcasts that are on their network are on there, including us. Uh, also, if you guys can give a chance, if you go on iTunes or something like that, if you can rate and review us, that helps us be with uh, discoverability, things like that. And it'll help get more people in and hopefully eventually get that that uh, Discord going that we're trying to get going. We really want the Discord going. We want people in talking because by people coming in and communicating with us, I mean, the Facebook page is great. People do communicate with us there. But even still, it's more just comments. If we have actual people telling us, hey, we would like to see this or we'd like you to try this, we will do it. We will focus more or we will adjust the show and make this. This is the variety show and you want more PlayStation talk and more Xbox talk. We will create a show for you specifically. Yeah, absolutely. Feedback is key because we are talking about things that me and you enjoy. And I'm sure a lot of people enjoy the things that we talk about. But if there is some sort of feedback through the Discord or Facebook page, we definitely can say, oh, yeah, you know what? This person really likes this, and we really haven't touched bases with that. So I would love to be able to uh, see somebody's feedback and, and get on that, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, it's just there's been there, – there's so many good things about about Discord as a community builder. And we just – that's what we want to use it as. We we use it as a means for us all to keep in contact with each other and plan things up, but – Having the ability to actually communicate with you guys, the people who actually listen to us, the people who, you know, we do this because we love it, but we also do it because we know there's some people out there that they like to listen to us and like to like to listen to what we talk about. But, you know, it'd be even funner if we're able to uh, if we're able to talk about the stuff that we know you listeners want to hear a little bit more of. Yes. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, we're going to go into our weekly game chat i wanted to touch basis on so something that if you've if you've been paying attention to twitter or anything like that and if you're a nintendo fan you might have mixed emotions about nintendo online i will first off i want to tell you nintendo online is 20 bucks a month for one account or if you do a family account it's like 34.99 so 50 it's like 15 dollars more but that allows you to have eight accounts so you could have eight people, even friend, yep. friends or family, you know, they don't have to live in the same area, could have their own Nintendo online account through that. So if you find buddies that have Nintendos, you can get your yearly online for 
nothing basically. And you definitely should be sharing that family membership. I mean, it'd be you could probably get it for like seven bucks a year if you get enough people on there, you know. Yeah, and so there's and there's a lot of people actually on the forums that are doing this. They're creating family groups, stuff like that. You don't get access to each other's credit cards or anything like that. So it's it's nothing like that. You still have your own account basically through this. It's just just use like, PayPal if you're worried about that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. the the stuff about this though is that it's an the the service is kind of cool. So well, the thing I like about it is the virtual console bringing back classic Nintendo games, some that were never like released on an actual cartridge. Some of them are actually ones that were, you know, cabinet games. Like the original Super Mario Brothers where it was a versus mode and you'd have the POW in the center and you'd be able to yep. they have that yeah. on there. Yeah. Uh and it's online. You can play these games, a lot of the multiplayer games you can play online against someone else. So if you have someone on your friends list, you go in and you look on your Nintendo app on your phone. Yeah, I know phone app but you don't it's not as bad as people say it is or or thought it was before it only worked for basically splatoon now when i go on there i do see splatoon 2 and that what it does is it says game specific services it will only populate your game specific service when you put in a game that uses the service then it'll populate onto your app and you'll see it on your app and you'll be able to use whatever services are attached to that with your voice uh, voice app. So now it is known that some games work like Fortnite. You can plug a headset into your into your Switch and you can use that to communicate. You don't have to use an app outside of that. But some of the games you have to use an app. And so if you go in and you go into voice chat app and then someone with the, that has your friend list, they jump in. You can't, there isn't messaging yet. That's one of the downsides is everybody wanted messaging. There's no messaging yet. But with not the, even through the app, you can't even message. Not through the app either. Jeez. But with the voice chat, if you know someone's on, you can see they're, they're on, you can hop in and it's seamless. The minute that someone hops into your chat, you're communicating and it's, it's crystal clear. Nice. That's cool. Okay. Now, interesting enough, if you play in Mario Kart, and you're in, a, and you go in between when you're in that lobby, and you see other people. If someone else has the voice, the voice chat open, app open, you will be able to communicate with them. So in between games, you can talk with someone, and you can be like, "Oh, hey, uh, let me get your get your your friend code," and you can get their friend code, and then you can jump in and you can actually talk that way. So they do. So, so you can't just friend them from their profile. You have to get their friend code. You can't just use their username. To look them up. I haven't tried that yet. I just okay. I just know that you can hear them talking on there. And a lot of the stuff I learned listening to Nintendo Powercast. Again, that is not the Nintendo Powercast. The Nintendo Powercast is the official Nintendo podcast where Nintendo Powercast was actually out before the Nintendo Powercast. And that is that is uh formerly the Loot Cave, also N64 Josh, that is his podcast. And it covers all things Nintendo. It's pretty awesome. He also covers, he has a podcast for Smash Brothers. It's the Smash Cast. He also has what he calls an NPC mini where he covers the games that are coming out. And then he has also does a podcast on Fridays for First Looks. Talks about some of the games coming to the marketplace on the Nintendo Switch. So if you're interested in all things Nintendo, definitely check out N64, N64josh.com. I love his stuff. It's intuitive it's great again he's kind of the godfather of what got me into podcasting uh he also has a book out there guys if you go to his webpage, you can click on it you can get the digital copy or i recommend the audio copy 
and it helps teach you how to how, how to stream, how to podcast, all that stuff. A lot of it's podcasting with this one. Uh, he does also have one out for streaming as well. Nice. Now, the things I like about the Nintendo Online so far have basically been the Nintendo uh, Virtual Console. I do like the fact of having those games come to me in a, uh, you know a month, and it's like they have Doctor Mario on there, and Ooh. it's like my I'm interested in yeah that. my significant other loves you know loves Doctor Mario, and so having the opportunity to be able to play some of those games and having the multiplayer functionality on there is really really nice. It's something that you know it, it's something that I look forward to utilizing. And eventually streaming some stuff because I know that there's going to be some times when we get together that we could actually use, we can use that like we can stream some of these games together and have some fun and have you know some people around and play these classic games and it's all- Smash Brothers man it has to be Smash Brothers uh, that that's a that's a given that's just a given man I can't oh. okay so on the Nintendo Switch Online what you get for the membership and I'll just run this down real quick Damien is the online gameplay that you've been discussing the Nintendo Switch Online Nintendo Switch Online app that you've also discussed but this is one that I was curious about is the save data cloud now this will obviously save your data for games that you've downloaded and everything but what happens if you stop paying for the online membership anymore do you lose your save data so this is something that is of like there's not a lot known yet so supposedly you lose that some people say, yeah, if you stop paying for it, you lose your saved data on the cloud, but it's not like it goes in and deletes your, your saved data that's on your, that's on your switch. So yes. here's the thing is it's like, everybody's freaking out. Oh, I lose my saved data. Well, it's like, okay guys, if you have that saved data on your switch, it's going to be there. So make sure that you just keep your saved data on your switch. If you have to update, you know, to a bigger disc or, you know, a, a whatever you do that for memory. But, it's not taking it away from your saves that you already have on your on your system. That, it, it, but it, yeah, if you don't pay for the service, they're not gonna they're not gonna hold your your data. No, I, it's like I was just curious though. So if I'm playing a game, just say I'm playing the Doctor Mario, um, obviously I can save my data or my data on my Nintendo Switch itself. But what if my Nintendo Switch is getting so full of all the different games? Is this is why they're offering the data cloud? Correct. Yeah, they're off, they're offering it for save. They're offering your saves and stuff like that, so you can put it. You can put it on, but it also with the the data cloud, basically what it's for is, you know, they're coming out with all these different switches now. They're coming out with these these exclusive. Uh, they have the Pokemon one. You know, they I have they yeah. have they even have the the bundle for, uh, for Smash Brothers. And now, th- did you see that switch? That color on there? Yeah, Ooh, I want that. Yeah, so that's beautiful. So when you you're looking at these ones, you're looking at these different things. People want to buy them. Well, in the past, with uh, with like a three D, like a three DS and stuff like that, you would plug a cord from your old one to your new one, and you data transfer over, and you're good and go. You're you're good to go, right? Switches haven't had that ability, and so you would have to start over. So, like, if you probably want to play Breath of the Wild, guess what? You're playing on a new system. You lost everything. You have to start over from scratch. That's not so anymore. Now you can go on you download from your cloud file your you upload first your save file by playing yeah. the game on your old one and then you go in and you download it to the new system and now it's on the new system your save file is on that new system don't have to worry about it it just came from the cloud very good point because if my toddler got a hold of my switch switch and smashed it into the wall 
I could have my saved game data up in the cloud, and then if I got a replacement switch through the warranty or something like that, or bought a new one, then I could re-download my data again, and I wouldn't lose Breath of the Wild. Exactly, and so that's the thing. Is like a lot, none of us when you got these big games, you spend a lot of time in, and then they come out with this you know great new content. You want to jump into the great new content. You don't want to spend hours having to redo what you did. I mean, you might. No, you might. No, with the I don't. with the plus mode. But I mean, but they do have the plus mode and stuff like that you can go through. But still. You want you want to be able to just jump in with all your stuff, your gear, and just play in the sandbox, right? So this yeah, is absolutely this yeah, protects you. This protects you. Yeah. And if guys, speaking of Nintendo, if you're wondering the shirt that I got on, the shirt is actually Ninjala. It is the shirt that we got. My son actually won it because he, you know, he he just snitched my 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 victory from me <laughs> last minute at the tournament at the uh, at pax west but this was what the winner got and so he get he didn't wasn't gonna wear it so he get got it for me he says oh there's your birthday present love it on the back of it there's all the different companies that are in game kind of just like oh i don't know splatoon 2 <laughs> uh <laughs> that's pretty cool though i like i like that he beat you out on that he should have <laughs> yeah that was i didn't even know it though that was the thing but uh nintendo online is pretty cool I, i'm liking it so far there's a lot more that they could do and what i feel bad about though is is that we haven't i haven't noticed it yet like i jumped into splatoon 2 to check it out because before a lot of people were putting up little little bubbles and stuff and you could draw in these in these images and it was like picket signs basically instead instead of advertising fun things like having like hey add me on tw- on Twitter or things like that with you know a little cartoony thing yeah they were all cartoons of saying well see you later and one of them one of the ones uh, was of a uh, octoling snapping his finger with a gauntlet on that looked I don't know how the guy did this because these are all like pixelated graphics it's really hard to do because you don't have a stylus but it had like an octoling snapping his fingers with the gauntlet on it's all black and white but it said when switch online goes it'll we'll see you all you know half the world goes huh the, so the feedback about the new online thing has not been 100 percent positive it, it has not it has not a lot of people yeah. are against it a lot of people are saying if there was a game if we've been playing the game online for all this time then we sh- these games should be grandfathered in as fortnite is fortnite does not have to have an online to be able to play online hmm. so they were th- that was their view is that if the game was already online, then it should have been stayed online free of charge. Anything moving forward should be part of the service. PlayStation did this for years though of the free online thing, and they've actually got a. Uh, you can still play games free online. You actually don't have to buy the PS Plus, but most people do now. And the I remember when they first introduced it, there was a lot of feedback that people were not happy with it. But that kind of fades away as time goes. You know, oh yeah, people don't really. And people start looking into it. And then PlayStation started offering free games like Xbox did. Maybe Nintendo will do the same thing. And I'm seeing here in October, they're offering like the NES Open or Dodgeball for uh, for new games coming in. But I did notice in November, Metroid, the original Metroid on the Nintendo yeah, NES. Yeah, it's going to be playable. To the Switch. <sighs> That's going to take up some of my time. I love that game. I know, right? I know. <laughs> it's going to be so awesome to play it then on like a big 65-inch screen. I really want to check it out and see what it looks like. See, this is the thing. is A lot of people are hoping that eventually that the Nintendo Online service will branch out from just uh, not just NES classic games, but they will bring in, they they will bring out SNES into it. Because... I I think they will. You just have to give it some time. They've got to go through the catalog of NES and then maybe they'll mix it up with some SNES. Um, Like SNES, Zelda's, you know, one of my favorites. I, I love that game and I would love to play it on the Switch. I already have the mini SNES and the mini NES, 
there's only so much Nintendo stuff I can carry on here. But uh, one more thing is that December they are offering Ninja Gaiden, probably one of the hardest video games ever to beat. Oh, I know on NES, <laughs> and so uh, that's going to be cool too. Man. Yeah, no. So it's it, they got it's got its offerings, and that's the thing is that they just need to understand. People need to understand the content will build up. It'll, it they will get the feedback. They will hopefully hone it into what everybody really wants. I mean, they do offer the classic NES controllers to play on. Their yeah, but you know how much uh, those are each. Too much, dude. I've already sixty dollars each. Yeah, sixty dollars yeah. each. But see, people will buy it. There's people who love Nintendo gear like they love iPhone gear or Apple gear. They'll just buy anything Apple blanketed. They don't care. People will do that with Nintendo, man. Well, yeah, and you can't. The thing about it also is you can't actually have that, and you can only get it if you're a subscriber. So nobody else can buy them. You have to subscribe, and you're only that's allowed another to purchase. Thing is that, you're only allowed to purchase two. That's the thing is the online thing. Also, the last thing on there was the special offers, and the special offers do uh, include those controllers, yeah. which people will buy just to get those controllers. Man, they'll get the, you know, they'll buy the online, they'll get it. But again, for thirty five bucks for for eight accounts, Damien, I don't see like that's too expensive. You could really break it down and pay very minimal here. Yeah, no, no, I I fully fully see that, uh, and it's just like to to me so far, I see it as a budding online i do feel that they should have launched at least with netflix that that is a big issue is, right right why is there no why can't i carry that around and have it be my uh uh you know like port for netflix or hulu or you know even like amazon prime yeah like amazon's huge like how yeah that makes a lot of sense why there's no netflix on there that is kind of crazy yeah they man. need they need to like the, that is one thing that is one of the gripes it's like Launch with your online service and allow this, you know, at least allow some of these other streaming services to get on there. Has the N- N64, Josh, has he talked about this and why they haven't released this? Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So, it is out there. If you guys want to check that out, go hit up N64, Josh, and his hub of podcast. Oh, yeah. Next up, we're going to go back into communicating a little bit more on Black Ops 4. Now, I know that the guys over at a podcast that you just happened to uh, record a little bit for today, I know that they got a chance to play this, and I know that they liked it, but they they said it didn't have that... It didn't have that meat and potatoes feel like the depth that they that they they love of PUBG, and we're talking Black Ops Four, uh, Blackout. Yes. Now I there is some guys that were I was playing it with that really really liked it. I mean we we kind of got into a little group and we were the same kind of guys playing it again. Gunslingers, one of them. Um, I know uh, Ross also really liked it too. Uh, shout out to those guys for uh, running that with me. Um, there's a couple things about this game that PUBG could learn from and vice versa. So it's not a PUBG killer. It's not a Fortnite killer. It's none of those things. So if they want to say it's a battle Royale killer or it's going to be the best battle Royale, some people might look at it. I mean, go check out Dr. Disrespecto's stream. He was pretty harsh on, on PUBG after playing Black Ops 4 in the battle Royale. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) do you know the history of Dr. Disrespect, right? I, you know what's funny? I was just going over the history with another member of This Is Hot Drop podcast uh, uh, on the Discord res, and uh, he was telling me a lot about him that I did not know, so go ahead. He's a Call of Duty programmer. He That's what he got his start on. He used to design Call of Duty games. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So he is a Call of Duty guy then, but he doesn't really stream Call of Duty. He doesn't. Like, he, he, has, he hasn't liked Call of Duty. 
Huh. So this okay, is his... so last year he did not like World War. He 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 played a little bit of it, but yeah, this is the this hmm. is the one of the first Call of Duties in a very long time that he's shown the interest in. So we're gonna see. It's gonna be a very yeah. interesting thing. There's a lot of shifting going on with streamers right now between different types of content right now with all the games that are coming out. Uh, Red Dead or Red Dead Redemption just came out, and we knew that there was going to be some form. They're talking about some form of battle royale on there, and, and it's like you know what? I've played GTA Online with you know it has thirty players. Uh, yeah. Red Dead Redemption Online is going to be thirty two players. Uh, we know. Uh, last I checked, when I played Red or when I played GTA Online, that feels like a battle royale game because it's it's run around and shoot. It's like I mean, you don't pick up your own guns. You you you, you have to. You have to you have, have your, 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 your inventory, but yeah, it's it's all you know. You don't know which it's one v thirty. Yeah, it's one v thirty, but it's a huge map. Exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, it's not like you run a, when you run up on somebody onto that map. It's like, oh wow, I actually found somebody. Uh, let me try to kill them and take their vehicle, <laughs> or or go into their house and steal everything they have. Yeah, or whatever it might be. You yeah. Know? So I mean, it's so I'm curious because it was early early. Uh, rumors were that there's going to be a Red Dead Redemption Battle Royale mode. I'm yeah. curious to see if they do a Battle Royale mode. Uh, Rockstar's smart. I don't see them missing out on this with this. Uh, if they do a Battle Royale mode, it would have to. They'd have to boost the player count up for it. Uh, and so, well, if it's the map that we're thinking is going to be, it's going to be the whole map of Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, but if they just do kind of like what PUBG is doing right now in this war mode event, where they take a map and they give you a small circular area of it, and then you kind of just start in there, then you could have a lower player count. That actually, I, I stand corrected. That would work, and that would be that would be a battle royale. Even with it being thirty players, that would be a battle royale. It'd be a small battle royale, but you know, yeah. we talk about. We talk about having an option to be able to get in and play games a little quicker to be able to get that, uh, get that you know that, that instant gratification that would give yep. it to you, and that would be cool. So I stand corrected; they could do that, and that could be awesome. We know we know it's Rockstar. Rockstar does not. Uh, Rockstar does not really. They don't really disappoint unless it's early GTA online servers. But the reason why they're doing that, another thing we found out about uh, about. Uh, the uh, online services that are coming on a, l- a little later, just a little bit later for uh, uh, for Red Dead Redemption 2, is that I was worried because I wanted to play it right off the bat, but I guess what's good about it is is that you play the game solo, you learn the game play mechanics, because unlike, yes. unlike Red Dead Redemption, where when you went online, there was a lot of the a lot of the world the doors and stuff were closed a lot of the stuff was cut off that there was in the that there was in the actual single player game they want this world to be much more vivid and encapsulate everything that the single player had but then much more that's cool okay i've not heard them say that and i actually red dead redemption 1 i did not play or if I did, it was very minimal of the online game, so I don't really remember uh, about them closing off some of the sections of the map from the original. The map uh, didn't get closed off, but the but you'd come no, up you'd like, come up on a house that you were able to walk in in single player. Yeah, and then in the online mode, you wouldn't be able to walk inside of it. It'd be it'd be board, hmm. boarded up. I'm sure at this point they'll f- correct that because in Grand Theft Auto you can do whatever. Pretty much, there's still a lot of buildings that there's clubs and stuff like that that are closed off that you can't get access to that. 
you in that you can get access to in in single really? player. Okay, okay, I didn't know that. Okay, cool. But but with the with the way they're planning on doing this and stuff, it sounds like you know that they're going to they're going going to rectify a lot of the things that people had that they knew that they learned they learned a lot from GTA Online. So the first initial opening of Red Dead Redemption Online is going to be in November. So it comes out the end of October. We're getting that in November, and they're calling it a beta. But instead of it coming down and we're not being able to play it, it's just the initial start of it is going to be a beta. But we continue our progression. We don't we don't get white. Okay, cool. All right, all right. Well, black the uh, just back to Black yeah. Ops real quick, and I got a little bit more time to play on the beta since the last time we recorded. And as people might be listening, we're kind of only doing two shows a month right now. Me and Damien are both super busy with different things, but we will be putting out more content as we go along here. So one thing that PUBG could learn from Black Ops or Black Ops could learn from PUBG, really depending on how you look at it, is the healing aspect. The healing aspect in Black Ops is much quicker. If I take a lot of damage, I can hide real quick and pretty much fully res myself quickly. Now, that does change the aspect of the game because giving somebody damage or knocking somebody from a distance means nothing now. It doesn't mean you can push because they can res their guy so quickly and then he can heal fast. And so you're trying to push, they're all back to full strength again. The squad is not down to three guys or two guys or however you want to look at it. So I do like the fact that PUBG, it actually is a slower res and it's slower to heal because it gives you the opportunity if you do knock a couple players that you can push them and squad wipe them. And Black Ops, it's a little bit more different. You have to play a little bit more street, uh, you know, slowly when you when you're knocking somebody. I was trying to say strategically, and I could not pronounce the word. <laughs> uh, another thing in Black Ops too that does bother me is the guns. Now the guns are great. I, I know you're giving me a funny look. The guns are great. They're they're fun, but there's so many of them. I couldn't remember. And this might just be me, but a couple other people have this problem too. I couldn't remember what gun I actually liked. And I would pick up a gun and be like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I do like this gun. Then I would shoot and it was a single fire, you know, a long range gun. I was like, man, that's not the one I like. That is exactly what the guys from uh, This Is Hot Drop said when they were playing. Is that they felt the same way. Oh my god, my chair. <laughs> they they said they felt it was like an old it was an old haunted house with the door. I know, open. right? <laughs> well, we are getting cl- we are getting close to October, but but that's true. <laughs> that being said, no, the uh, they said the same thing is that they they would have a hard time knowing because there's also a lot of guns in Black Ops that are futuristic and made up guns. You don't know what ammo goes to what, and Correct, that, that yeah. was something that they were having a little bit of issues. Now they they only played they said for two and a half hours. Had they played longer, they would have figured everything out. That kind of thing. I played for a couple of days, and what we eventually started doing is just picking up all ammo. And then when we got the guns we liked, we was like, oh, who needs nine mil? Who needs forty five? It's kind of the same thing. You have the seven six two, the five five six, the yeah. nine mil, the forty five, and you got your tw- and you got your twelve uh, your shotgun shells. Uh, it's kind of it's the same thing, but you just kind of take a second to figure out. And I had one game, one game, I had a bolt action rifle. And I really liked it, but I couldn't remember if I ever picked it up again or not because I couldn't remember the sound. And you're the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> uh, one more thing, two more things actually on Black Ops real quick is the map is more kind of like the Fortnite map where it gives you different terrain and different colors. It's not like the PUBG map where Miramar's all pretty, pretty much one terrain and one color or Eric Gall or Sandhook. This one kind of gives you more of the, the Fortnite aspect of it. 
Um, also, the water in Black Ops 4, dude, is beautiful. It's beautiful to swim into. You're going to really like it if you get a chance to. And you know like, me. You know it. I like water. Yeah, it does not beat. It does not beat Sea of Thieves. That's still the king of the hill. It's still way up here. People are just catching up a little bit. Uh, last thing is the speed of the game. I think uh, Sanook is released on Xbox uh, for PUBG, and it's been released. The map has been released on PC for a while now, and the speed of Sanook is really. I really like that speed of it, and it's not such a 15-20 minute match. It's a lot quicker. Uh, Black Ops is a lot like that. The speed of the game is is much quicker, and I do enjoy that. Again, not a PUBG killer. It's not a Battle Royale, any game killer. It's just a Black Ops game that has a different mode in it, and the mode happens to be Battle Royale. That's the way I'm looking at and it. The thing is, is that I'm curious, though, on how... What's what's going to be the, the the take? Because our multiplayer games that we that we're used to playing, they they take stuff from both sides. So like it's you know like if I go into one mode in uh, Call of Duty, like if I'm playing different modes, I still gain levels that I can utilize in to get unlock gear to use in all the other other matches. So where this is a game where mode where you pick up guns and you use them. I'm wondering that if the levels that I get in that, if they're still going to allow me to play, like if I just want to go in and play a deathmatch, if that if I do a team deathmatch, if that the levels I get in Blackout are going to count as levels in deathmatch, and then I would be able to go in and do a loadout version. Yeah, I'm curious about that. I know what you're talking about with you know multiplayer. You start unlocking things, mm-hmm. and you get to a certain point, then you can you can switch over and. Uh... Uh, to your better weapons or the the loadouts you like, or you get the certain site that you like, or something like that. Yeah, I wonder if they'll give you something in the battle royale mode, some type of achievement form that you can unlock by doing different achievements, which would give you whatever type of XP for your multiplayer mode to unlock things. I think the battle royale side of things still has to stay, you know, you're a naked body. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On the beach. You yeah, have to you definitely know. do that. I'm just curious yeah. to see how they're going to go about levels and stuff like that i mean they could totally yeah. say hey you know what in Fortnite, save the world you're, you have one level you have your own gear loadout and all that stuff on there the only thing that crosses over in save the world on Fortnite to Fortnite battle royale is if you unlock v bucks in save the world you can utilize those v bucks in most most people do that for Fortnite. yeah they, you, gr- they you go and you go and grind you grind save yeah, the world you grind something you use them in the battle royale side of things that is curious. I wonder how their prestige mode is gonna be. That's what I was Black going. Ops I was 4. going. Or you know, yeah. they could they could really do this. They could really go and just say, "Hey guys, we're gonna have two prestige modes." You know, hmm. you could you know, we could have prestige mode in. You know. That would add the grinding that people like, and it would add the grinding in two different aspects, and maybe give it a little bit more, uh, a little bit more uh, for players that like the grind. Huh. I, I'm curious about that. It's a good question, man. I, I wonder what's going to happen there. Yeah, we know that on PC that this will launch, just like the past Call of Duty's, this will be handled through the Blizzard launcher to help eliminate cheating and all that stuff. So we're gonna, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited for it. Something else mm-hmm. that I was really excited for, and I'm, you know, it's getting a lot of uh, mixed results with how people are taking it, is Sea of Thieves Forsaken Shores. The mode came out. The expansion to the world came out. My only issue at the moment is that with all the other expansions, new hair and new beards came out. And if you know me, I like to be able to change up my beard. Destiny, 
still you you still tease beard, me. Beard play is a must. Yeah, Destiny, you still tease me with including new NPCs that have better and better facial hair, but the Guardians don't get. It. I know I'm an EXO, but you know what? I've again, I'm going to tell you, I've seen Transformers, and Michael Bay's Transformers have beards. Just saying, I can tell I can fray some circuitry and stuff like that. I think Michael Bay's Transformers are also racist. Ooh. <laughs> Transformers 2. Hey now, hey now, <laughs> hey now. My boys loved Skids and Mudflap. I couldn't think of their name, thank you. I, 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 <laughs> I didn't had, want to blanket all Transformers, Skids no, and Mudflap. No, Skids and Mudflap. And I happen, I happen to actually like Skids and Mudflap a little bit. Just, you know, because <laughs> it reminded me of my boys. Still does, actually. Um, <laughs> but... The Forsaken Shores came out, and what it is is I played just I played I spent a I spent about three hours playing. Okay. Uh, it's it's more like an expansion on the original idea of the game, where these other events okay that have happened had a story to them. This is an expansion, and people are taking it as the other events that happened that went on for a set period of time. They wanted they had a story that you followed like pretty closely and then you had a big ai boss you'd have to fight and there's all this different stuff that went on right well this is more about exploration and giving you more toys to utilize i was i had done a couple quests and i had a couple captain chests and i had some jerk off that decided to chase after me i hadn't gotten into uh i haven't gone into the forsaken shores area yet so I'm like, you know what? I'm looking, and this is a, a you know, this is a legendary captain, and however many other legendary players were on his ship, and we're chasing after me. You know, that's I mean, for a lot of people, the legendaries once they get to the certain their certain grindings thing, it becomes PvP for them, and surviving in a map in, in a server that's got a bunch of legendaries can be taxing. What I feel like for those who are really uh, well uh, versed in the naval uh, uh, naval combat and naval uh, ability to maneuver around and stuff. Ship captain? Ship captain, yeah. Captain in your ship. Controlling your ship. The people that are able to do this, you're going to find yourself being able to be able to do a lot with this. Now, one of the things that I did is I was in a I was in a sloop. It was a brigantine that was coming up. And anybody that knows the brigantine, the brigantine is like super super fast. And that was the legendary pirate that was coming up. Well, I managed to be able to like I took a lot of hits, but my I was able to you know set the course and be able to run down and fix it and stuff like that. I was able to stay outside of cannon range, but. The, the the Forsaken Shore is full of volcanic activity. And so I started going straight for the volcanoes. I had one, one ballast cannonball, cursed cannonball on me. The ballast ca- cursed cannonball lowers your boat down a lot slower into the water so that you take more water on. The Brigantine only has one level technically the only area where it has a little upper level where you can get damaged is in the back where the uh where you're you're you put down your 
your uh, quests and stuff. Okay. So it just makes it fill up with water faster, right? If you have holes. I managed to hit them with my with my ballast, Cursed Cannonball. I was so excited. That was my first time actually hitting someone with the Cursed Cannonball. Because during the Cursed Sales, I actually didn't get a chance to play very much. Then afterwards, I didn't get a chance to play very much in CFD. So I didn't get a chance to go around and hunt the other ships with Cursed Cannonballs. These Cursed Cannonballs have changed up the game, man. It's a lot of fun. So I hit them with that at the same time that both our ships were getting bombarded. I was lucky enough that I didn't get killed by the the incoming hurling magma of death, which is actually one of the biggest gripes a lot of streamers are having is that they're trying to explore because right now you have to go on the island and tag the island and then you get commendations for doing quests and doing some of the island stuff. Well, it's hard to survive. And so if you keep dying and you're known as this streamer that doesn't die you're so good at see these you don't die uh i was watching like gothalian and other people other big time streamers that they were just like nah this isn't for me this isn't for me i'm not having fun and then they quit is it because they're trying to do the mission mode and like you said the legendary people are coming in they're doing p p versus p and they're just attacking and they're not trying to no they were trying to do the, the quest they're trying to do the quest so they just kept dying like it's super hard oh oh the quest itself is what's holding them yeah okay. like and they're not having and they're not having fun with the challenge of of trying to beat that quest no they're not, hmm. it, i mean it's it's to them but the thing is it's like they're like well we don't know what we're doing we don't know any of this there's no story it's like it and the thing is you're supposed to explore it you're supposed to go around and figure out what's going on Take in the world, be a pirate, and explore this new new place. Find the stuff. A lot of stuff isn't in yet, and that's the thing is they're going to put it out each like they're going to put out each week. There's going to be something a little different. They're going to add to it. We know uh, two weeks in, they're going to add in the actual new uh, the the new stuff, mer- uh, the new uh, faction stuff for the uh, not the we call them groceries for delivering and stuff like that where you have to you, you can't get you have to use a rowboat because if you have the silk you have to try to keep it from getting wet to deliver it because it'll rot i love the robot idea and the robot idea is going to be the great, rowboat's yeah. fun uh it, it's you alternate to uh if you want to row just straight going fo- back or forward it's you just hit both triggers at the same time or then it's left for le- row left right trigger for row okay. right so it's really cool so do you load up all your gear into the rowboat when you get to the trade place and then you jump into the rowboat and you actually have to row it yourself? Yeah, you have to row the boat yourself. Everything. So the rowboat, well, you can dock it on the island and then you can just go back and forth in the yeah. rowboat and collect your gear. Yeah, so. At that point in time, though, if you have the rowboat on the island and is your gear still can be stolen from other yeah. pirates. Yeah, it can still be. Uh, anything can still be stolen. Yeah. You don't, like plants, you have to water plants. You have to, so you have to mm. water plants. You have to keep silk out of the rain. Uh, rum, you can't jump. Like, you know how a lot of times you're running and you're jumping for speeds like that? You can't jump. If you jump, you shake it. You can break it. If you fall, you can break it. And if you know... And they, these will be things you'll be able to do in the other... You'll be able to do these missions also in the other parts of the world. But if you do them in the uh, in the Devil's War, if you do them over, over in the Forsaken Shores... It's completely. You get a lot more. You get a lot more from it. So if you do it over in Forsaken Shores, you get a lot more money from it because it's a lot tougher. It's a lot tougher to do. So there's a lot more coming with this. This is a build up, and that's the thing is this is the biggest expansion that they've done. It's an actual mass expansion. But what they the first thing they tease with it is that the Devil's Shroud, which is the Red Sea around us, 
they talk about how it's hiding a lot of islands that haven't been that pillaged in many many years. So they're, they're basically they're saying, hey, there's a lot more of these big expansions that are coming our way, and they're teasing you with it. So you're, the sea is going to open up more, and I'm hoping by the sea, by them opening up more space, that they put more ships on a server so you can interact more with other players and stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool, and I like the idea of uh, if they change, not basically the rich of the map itself, but maybe add new places that are like an event mode, like, hey, we're adding this island right here. I, I, I think that'd be a cool aspect of the game of like, this is a new place. Then you know a lot of people are going to go there. Yeah. And then so if you want to get into it, that's where you get into it at. Or if you want to do the other missions, you maybe have some time to do it because everybody's over here. We it's had great, you know? we had a guy come on. So the other thing, one thing you can do now is you can put on uh, you can put on the mar- a mark and it's a red glowing flag and it ma- makes you show up on the map. Oh, so everybody, everybody can, can see, see you. But if you're in the, if you're in the, the, if you're in the Forsaken Shores, it shows up as a cloud, so you don't see what exactly ship you're coming up on. So you can, so like if you you see the mark, you don't know what kind of ship it is. But we saw, but that usually means that they're going to try to attack. They're trying to draw you in, or they're going to try to say, "Hey, I'm coming after you." Sometimes they put it on, and they're trying to be, they're trying to actually say, "Hey, we're going to do trivia, and we're going to give you money." So that is a thing too, but. Most of the time, there's a lot of there's a lot of fighting that goes on with it. Well, we had a guy chasing us down earlier today when we were playing, and I'm like, "Hey, I got a couple cursed cannonballs. Let's get let's take him over into the." We were staying outside of his his lane of fire. Well, we went by a few of the erupting islands, and he got bombarded with cannonballs. We noticed there was one guy on that boat, and I wanted it to be the same thing that happened to the legendary ship where they all got killed, and then with the the cursed cannonball, and then the can the other stuff water coming on. The boat sank. They lost. They lost. You know, I lost. Lost all their yeah. Yeah. Well, this similarly kind of went went down with it, where they kept coming. They kept uh, coming after us. Uh, we used the cursed cannonball. The cursed cannonball was the one that locked their uh, their rudder, and he had just got hit with a bombard of a bunch of cannonballs, and he tried to he tried to hit us with a with a, a keg powder keg. And the deadly adder just aimed, shot the, the keg, and it exploded. We were able to fix our boat. It took me out in the process, but his boat went and crashed into the rock thing, and he just it it, it was done for. It was gone. That type of stuff is that we don't have to just go to the. We're not just stuck going into the into the Red Sea to try to get rid of someone. Now, now we have this area that's really, really dangerous. That we can go into, even if you're just going out for the normal stuff, and you're just trying to use it to maneuver away from other people. It's a risk versus reward location, and it's a lot of fun, and there's a lot of story hidden in all of it. I'm looking forward to the time it's going to take to collect all the gear that's over there. And again, it's just an addition. It's an addition on to the sandbox for us to explore, which will also allow them to extend the stories that we learn about through the bilge rat adventures. And so that's why, so it's, it's always going to be a constant building thing that they're going to be doing with sea of thieves. And so it's that in itself, I accept, I know there's a lot, there's people, either people love it or they hate it right now, but I'm a type of person. I just love the fact that I can get in this game at any time and I can play it and it's enjoyable. So it, like I said, it's going to be a game that will almost basically always be in my play rotation. 
basically like Goldeneye was until Perfect Dark came out. And then when Perfect <laughs> Dark came out, it was all about Perfect Dark because Perfect Dark was like Goldeneye 2.0. Well, Sea of Thieves until Sea of Thieves 2 comes out. Call of Duty used to be my thing and then PUBG came out. Yeah. So, it happens. Yeah. But so moving on from that, uh, yeah, guys, if you're curious about it, if you haven't, if you don't want to pick up the game, but you want to try it out, get the there's there's multiple reasons to get Game Pass. Game Pass is just getting better and better. If you get Game Pass, you can download it. You pay 10 bucks and then you get a whole month. You can play this game. It's like renting a game only you can play it. And then as long as you have Game Pass, you have the game. Also, Tuesday, guys, Forza Horizon 4 comes out. I believe it's 4, right? For I, uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah sure. Forza Horizon 4 comes out. It's going to be available to Game Pass members right off the bat. So if you can play it, if you have Game Pass, you're going to be able to play it. I did not know this. Do you have Game Pass? Yes, I do, of course. So Forza 4, you will be able to play day it comes out. I will be on top of that. Same here. I'm actually getting Game Pass because I'm going to buy the game, but I don't. I have to wait a little bit to buy it. So I am getting Game Pass so that I can play it and still be on top of it and talk about it. Uh, interesting enough, guys, Forza 4, Xbox did a play with Ludacris from, uh, if you don't know him as the rapper. Fast and the Furious. You know him from Fast <laughs> and the Furious. Interesting enough, Ludacris actually is a big time car guy. Yeah. His favorite car is the McLaren. He was talking about that. And uh, so he he tested it. They they had him go through, and he actually tested it. What was called a shed, uh, a sled. And so the sled is basically virtual reality. He's actually in, like he's driving the car and whatnot. But they tested him out and had him play all the seasons. What was funny is he's like, yeah, my favorite season's autumn. When do we get to autumn? And the, or no, no fall. When do we get to fall? And like he started in autumn. Autumn's fall. And then like right at the end when he when he <laughs> they oh you played all the seasons he goes. Oh man, I just realized Autumn's fall. <laughs> That's good. But so I was just looking up uh, uh, the reviews for Forza Horizon Four are already out, and they look good. It is so the highest rated racing game ever. I haven't really been in the racing game since like PS2 and Gran Turismo. I've definitely played like the Burnout series. I love. Okay, games. so you know, you remember? So the, the this is how it, you take it. So when it, each it's every year there's a fourth game that comes out. The yep. so Forza Motorsports when that comes out, that is that's your racing. That's just your straight. You know, I'm racing. Forza Horizon for me is my kind of game. Like I like open world stuff. You know that about me. This is open world racing. This is racing like where there's you don't have the, really the rules. There's rules, yep. but rules are meant to be broken kind of stuff. That's why I love Burnout Paradise, and I wish Burnout still get made because Burnout Paradise was that open world, and you could do. Whatever race, whenever you wanted to. Well, you like Burnout Paradise. Yep. Forza Horizon Four is going to become your favorite game. Nice. I'm telling okay. you that that's that, that, so. It's like for me, I like what I like about it is it's like you know, uh, my gal just got you know a '66 two by two Ford or fastback Ford Mustang, right? And we've been working on that. That's something that we're working on as a family. Well, what's great about that is you can get that car in the game, and as we do updates to it, I can do the updates in the game to that car, and I can let her play. I can get the steering wheel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the steering wheel. I'm gonna get the gas pedal, all that stuff. I can let her play in that game and go around in Forza Horizon. I can let her drive around. She can crash and do whatever, but she'll get an idea of what it's what a, an upgrade is will feel like 
before she actually puts it into her car. It's a cool aspect. It's a cool uh, way of thinking about it. I would never even thought about it that way. Yeah. Well, I, I started thinking about it after I saw the whole sled thing, so I started looking up online how I could build one. So I'm trying to build my own sled. <laughs> I'm not going to have the hydraulics where I'm moving around stuff, but I'll do my best. Sleds are cool. They are awesome. Uh, so next up, after after going from you know jumping around a few games there and stuff like that, <laughs> uh, it happens. It, right? it, it does. Happens. There's a lot of talk about. I just wanted to touch real quickly. Destiny Two had its first Iron Banner. It had a glitch, which really kind of made it a damper for a lot of people because a lot of people were been trying to grind so we can get into the raid, right? Well, usually Iron Banner, you know, because it's light level powered so it's dependent like if you're a lower light level you're going to get your butt handed to you for a bit until you get light leveled up well aside from the powerful engrams that dropped we were were expecting when we would turn in our our tokens it would bring the light level up because it was saying it would drop at a higher light level than we were but instead it dropped at a lower light level than we were even though it said it was going to drop higher and so a lot of people kept doing it grinding i did for a while too and you got good guns but but your light, your but light, your levels, light levels stayed the stayed, same. Stayed the same. So because you could or wasn't increased yeah. by the token. So we have themselves. to wait. Okay. We have to wait to bring that up. So that was kind of a bit of a of a a, a bummer. That's frustrating. It is. Yeah, definitely. I did just get to the new area, which is the the final area, which is another exploration area. Uh, that's the uh, that allows you to go into the raid, and it's beautiful, and I'm enjoying it. So again, Destiny Two right now is awesome it's great to be able to get back in with the clan and play uh it's it's back to what it destiny one was when it was great destiny two is great again but i need to jump into trailer talk because there is some great trailers that have been coming out i mean i I, i'm not like touch base real quick on creed 2 trailer have you seen the second trailer for creed 2 no uh i Dude, I think I watched like some of it, but I turned it off because it was going to spoil something for me because I've never seen Creed. You've never, oh, you've never seen Creed. I need to watch the first Creed before this one comes out. Yeah, I never, actually, dude, I've never seen Rocky Balboa. Like, you've seen the other Rockies though, right? No, the last one that came out. Was Rocky Balboa, was him versus the the end of Fight Take-On, so... I never watched it, man. Uh, I'm I'm a I'm a Rocky fan. I like the originals. I just never got into it. But I heard Rocky Balboa is good, and I heard Creed is good, and I just haven't sat okay. down and watched them yet. So we're gonna do this. Then I'm gonna hold off. Okay, okay, guys. If you haven't seen it, go look at the Creed, and you follow follow Rocky. Go check out the Creed two trailer. You're gonna be stoked. You're gonna be stoked. You need to see <laughs> new Nick have homework. Rocky Balboa. And you know, there's a certain Magic Plex server that has all the Rockies on it. <laughs> I know it does. <laughs> it also has Solo on it. Yeah, I know. I watched that again. Um, <laughs> I watched it again. Yeah. Anyway, it's you need I, to go. I have not watched you it. You need yeah. to watch it. I knew. I. It's just something that I always try to go. I'm like, yeah, I need to watch it. I need to watch it, and I just haven't done it, man. So do it because we need. To, I would like to talk about. Like, I would actually like to Let's go do back. It, yeah. I would actually like. This is something, guys. Hit us up. We'll, we'll put it on Facebook and see if you guys would like it. We could go back and do a marathon and watch through all the Rockies, go yeah. into Rocky, you know, and Creed, and then go see Creed two, and then do and then do a full episode basically on this story arc that's gone through, which is crazy because if I remember correctly, it's at seven. Uh, uh, I think Creed, I think Rocky. See, Rocky, that's four, five. This is six. This is Creed six. two is six. Creed two is yeah. six. 
Yeah. I thought there's there was, thought there was five Rockies and then Rocky Balboa, which is six, and I think Creed was seven. I thought well, you might be right. I, I can look that up real quick, but yeah, I was thinking in my head that yeah, you're correct. This is yep, you're correct. This is number uh, so five, six, seven. This is number seven. Yeah. So Creed, holy yeah. smoke, seven. Yeah. So Creed two is is, is is episode or is seven, and there's some just. I'm just telling you, if you're a fan of the series, there's some really cool stuff in it, and so you need to you you need to get caught up so you can see this trailer because this trailer is going to get you excited. It's going to make you have goosebumps. I did see part of the trailer, like I said, and I Dolph Lundgren. That's all. I'm yeah. Say. Uh, well, yeah, but I'm just telling. <laughs> we can talk about. Yeah, it later, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> going on, going on from that, guys. Uh, the other trailer that we want to talk about, and this is this is really kind of making some interesting waves right now, is Dark Phoenix. We got the dark mm. first Dark Phoenix trailer, and everybody was shocked because we've heard so many like issues with it and everything. And then we see the trailer, and everybody's like, "Wow, that hit a lot harder than I thought it was going to." Like that came out strong. Absolutely, absolutely. And the issues have been, you know, they've been all over the place online and different places. People talking about the reshoots or uh, the uh, the production company not liking the ending. I mean, there's been a lot of different rumors out there. Who knows what's exactly true and what's not true. But let's talk about what we see in this initial trailer. And it's something that really I am enjoying that they did is that they gave us a young Jean Grey. Yeah. And I wasn't sure they were going to do this. I didn't know we were going to get a full origin story. I know it's called a Dark Phoenix, but they could have jumped right into the Dark Phoenix. Oh, you're talking about the kid Jean Grey. C- correct. Okay, because I was yeah. gonna say we had a young Jean Grey last one, man. I'm like, you know, you know, when we had Ivan Ooze. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about the- yes. I forget yes. No, I'm talking about the kid and bringing in and bringing in uh, 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 James McAvoy's pro- professor, Charles Xavier, bringing him in with hair and and meeting Jean Grey as a child. Uh, they gave us a couple scenes with that. One of them was her driving with her parents. And maybe that was the point in time where I, who knows what happened in that car wreck in the trailer. But obviously she caused it. And who knows what happens to her parents at that time. Maybe she killed off both her parents in that car wreck. Or maybe they survived and realized they need to give her to somebody that knows how to handle her. Um, there's a lot of questions just in that scene right there of how she got to Professor Xavier and X Mansion in the first place, and I didn't know that what this movie was going to give that to me. I I just didn't know. Oh yeah. So some of the stuff with with that that was just kind of crazy though. When you're seeing this seeing this trailers, you're trying to count all the different mutants you're seeing. You're trying absolutely. You're trying to see. Yeah. Every, everybody's looking for is is there going to be a new take on Wolverine? Are we going to see a new take on Wolverine? That is that is the question that everybody's seeing. Um, yep, it is. Uh, it's you know there was rumors. Is there going to be Gambit in this? Because we know that we're getting a Gambit movie, and we know about we know a little bit more about the Gambit movie too. Now, uh, I'll talk about that, and when we get to rumors, but is it is the Gambit movie going to be? part of this universe we don't know we don't we is don't it, because it's, is it a river is it a river is it a phoenix joker standalone you know what i mean who knows what it is you know yeah so this is the thick question though is because to do the dark phoenix right we know that the dark phoenix saga at a minimum at a minimum would have to be a trilogy in order to do the story right uh yeah so like they tried to do this before in x-men united uh, and x-men yeah uh, uh, x-men 3 sorry and also, they did in the nineteen ninety series cartoon series. They did a Dark Phoenix yeah. series, and that was a long how, one. That was like six or seven episodes, if I can remember correctly. Yeah. I'm actually rewatching the X Men series right now again. Uh, God, I love Morph. I know me, I know, love him, but God, I love him. I it, it makes me sad every time when I start. You know watching who I just started thinking who could play Morph though, really, really well. 
There's, there's. We went over this. Before. I know we went Go over ahead. this, but there's. A, I just started thinking of two other actors who could play Morph really well. Okay, shoot me. Uh, he's played already a really good character in the Netflix series, David Tennant. Okay, I know David Tennant. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but uh, okay, but there's yeah. someone else who I think would play that. That is like the embodiment of Morph, actually. Um, and that's Johnny Knoxville. That's a really weird, like, left field choice. I don't hate it. But but if you think about it, you think about Morph, and you think about how quirky Morph is, and very quirky, yeah, guy, very yeah. quirky guy, and very very animated, and just yeah. out there and kind of crazy. And then then okay, then if you look at how Johnny Knoxville has aged, and he's still really quirky, crazy guy, just dye his hair black. And then think about him as the dead morph, you know, morph that comes back. I still wanted Deadpool to say, mm, smells like morph in here. I still really wanted that to be a joke when he was inside the body. Oh, bag. my God. That would have hit so hard. I know. I <laughs> wanted him to say that so bad. I, I like your idea. I like the casting idea. Um, I, I know me and you are both X-Men fans, and we like the ancillary players that are really highlighted, like a Wolverine or a Storm or something like that. Uh, Morph is just one that hit with us because of the cartoon in the early 90s. It is, it is. Hit, it would have hit so hard if that storyline is not what launched season one of that cartoon. I, I don't know, but I love Morph. I know. And I, but the when I think of Morph, I think of that cartoon and that character right there. I, I don't think of anybody else playing him, really. I just don't. And the thing is, is what they did with the X-Men series of movies is they took they took that kind of a feeling of remorse and everything that Wolverine felt for the death of Morph. Yeah, and absolutely. They kind of put that on to his kind of father figure role over Rogue. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And that's, that's that's kind of how we that's kind of what we got instead of instead of Morph, which still kills me because Morph's just such a fucking cool cool character. Such a such a cool character. Well, let's hop back into yeah, this trailer though. What? So the first thing that popped out of me is young is uh, young uh, Jean Grey, and her relationship with James, uh, sorry, with Professor Charles Xavier, and how that started and where it progressed from there as a child, to where in the future where we're at now, where she's still looking for answers. She it seems like whatever Xavier has been teaching her or feeding her or however you want to look at it, it has not been enough for her that she is seeking out another answer from somebody else, which happens to be you know Magneto. Yeah. Uh, how did you how did you like that? I, I'm really curious about the relationship between Jean Grey and where we're at now to where it started from. I mean, that's really what I pulled from this trailer. Yeah, it's I. I don't know what where it's gonna like. This is the thing is like they they're kind of they're doing their own thing. They're blazing their own trail, and it's I guess part of the part that's exciting for me is. I don't know what to think. I like usually I can sit there and watch the trailer. I've looked up the information. I've tried to look up information on this, and I don't know where they're going with this. And I don't. Well, we know the Dark Phoenix. Saga. We know the Dark Phoenix we, saga, but we have we have you know we have canon stuff with it with either the cartoon or the comic book series. You know, I wonder if they're going to feed off of that or they're just going to take it a whole different direction. See, I I don't know, sure. but this is this is where the the questions come into play. Is we weren't Disney wasn't sure where they're going to go with this because they know that X Men are coming into yes MCU. Yeah, this is where I'm going to jump off. I'm gonna I'm gonna call up to, you know and I'm gonna jump off with this. And I'm gonna say, seeing this trailer, people are talking about people are talking about it in a good way. If this takes off, is that's going to push Disney to say, well, maybe we need to try to figure out how we can keep these characters. I know how they keep these characters. 
I know how they they bring them into the MCU. They've okay. already talked about how they're going to use a they're going to use their streaming service to create a series for Scarlet Witch and uh I forget who the other character they're going to do a series with. And well, I know Scarlet Wasn't it Lo- was it not Loki? No, it was Loki. Yeah, Loki and Scarlet Witch were Loki and Scarlet yeah, Witch. We're yeah. going to get their own series with the same yeah, with the same which actors. Which I'm excited about. Yeah, same actors. Yeah. Gonna go That's back. crazy news, yeah. dude. But yeah, yeah. So we knew that, and that was gonna, and the Scarlet Witch one was going to explain mutants and how they came into play. This is how you do this right. If this takes off, Disney sees it takes off. We know that the parents, the that the, we know that they switched it up a little bit on us here in this X Men universe, where uh, Havoc was the older brother instead of instead of Cyclops being the older brother. And Havoc died, you know, trying to protect Cyclops and all those guys, all that stuff. So we know we lost Havoc. But Cyclops' true father, his real father, is none other than space pirate extraordinaire Corsair. Which space pirate Corsair tied into some of the original Guardians of the Galaxies. So, that being said... You went a whole different direction. I thought you were going to go. But you like take it. you take the X Men, the Dark Phoenix Saga. The Dark Phoenix Saga goes to space. We already know this. It goes to space yep. with with Magneto and everything, and it goes up there because the Dark Phoenix is an entity. It's an alien. It's an alien. It's not. It's not an evil ghost or anything. It is an entity. It's an alien. So it goes to space. We go up with that. They meet Corsair. You find out that oh, just like just just like we had with. With you know Guardians of the Galaxy two, oh now we have this other this mutant that is actually has a father that's from space. We we you bring that into play, you tie them into Guardians of the Galaxy. Now this can take place. Now this is how they can do stuff. They can kind of say this takes place in an older time because they are they're still back a few years. You know they're still back in like the eighties. I yep. think right now they're in the eighties. So what do you do with this? Is if this takes off, and this is going to be out before, uh, if I remember correctly, this is out before Captain Marvel's out. So you, so this comes out before Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel takes place in the nineties. You would be able to segue in by saying, "Hey, they're up in space with the Guardians of the Galaxy." It could be you could young. You could make Sylvester Stallone look younger because he was one of the original Guardians, as already in the in the lore. They meet. Yeah. They meet them. They meet Corsair. All this stuff. They do one of the movies takes place up in space and does that stuff. This is their segue to bring in them in. They come in, well, you know, they come in to a Captain Marvel storyline or something like that where she remembers them during the Avengers. They could do a quick or at the end of Captain Marvel, they could do a tease. You know, it's the nineties. She goes to space. During the Dark Phoenix saga, so then the next Dark Phoenix movie, she's in space with because she she's from there, she's yep. in space with the Guardians, their first Guardians of the Galaxy, you know the Sylvester Stallone and all them, and and Yondu and you know whatever you bring Yondu back in this, and then he runs off, he he meets the X Men and the X Men, then they wind up somehow the X Men wind up on Earth. You can either use the same actors still, or you can actually now trade up. You can fast forward ahead, but Captain Marvel brings them brings the X Men into the cinematic MCU universe. You are Reed Richards right now because you are stretching. 
I'm just uh, like I'm, uh, you are stretching. I'm dreaming. So I'm dreaming. Far. I'm dreaming, man. I'm dreaming. Okay? <laughs> you're stretching full far, and you're putting way too much. Uh, you're giving uh, uh, Disney way too much credit here, thinking that they would do all this wrangling to bring in the X Men, which I don't think so. I honestly thought you were just going to say, "Hey, look, Scarlet Witch is an X Men. She was an Avenger. Uh, I'm sorry, Scarlet Witch is an Avenger, but she's also in the X Men universe, uh, House of M." Why don't in the in the in the streaming service we just bring in X Men through Scarlet Witch? I thought that's where you're going. I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of point. And then you just stretch like way beyond my mind I could even think of. I like it. I like the ties in. You had valid points. I'm not saying it's as bad. Uh, I just don't give Disney that much credit to actually do that. They're gonna do something stupid where they just make an X Men movie and uh, they're just gonna reference the Avengers in it or something like that, like another superhero group. And then that'll be your tie-in or something stupid like that, or or mutants will be start becoming a problem, and the Avengers will have to try to like work with the government, like Iron Man, to stop mutants, and then X Men come in and are like, "Nah, nah, dude, we're against that," and that brings you the X Men versus the Avengers, which I want. So, <laughs> but I love your I love your stretch pull off here. I, I think it's good because we do know Captain Marvel and the and the the Kree uh, war. She's in space. We do know Dark Phoenix has to go, it has to, go to, uh, space. to space. Absolutely. Well, this movie is going to take us there. Yeah, absolutely. How did you feel about the way James McAvoy... Uh, no, sorry, not James McAvoy. Sorry. Uh, uh, Michael Fassbender, as Magneto says, Charles, you always have a story. And at the end, just nobody cares. Or you, uh, what was the line? It was a beautiful said line where uh, Magneto was telling Charles Xavier, like, nobody wants to listen to your stories anymore. I, I love that line. Uh, I think I'm butchering the hell out of it right now, but uh, I do love that line that was in the, well, in the trailer. You notice the thing is, is that when he goes and he picks up his costume, the other thing is mm-hmm. he looks more like Kevin Bacon's character in the first X-Men movie that we got with the new cast because he puts on that older looking helmet and he puts on just a suit. Yep. And yeah. He kind of does look, yeah. Because he's been the anti-hero, and I feel like in this one, I feel like he's going to be a villain. Like, he's going to be a bad... Like, I feel like he's not going to be the anti-hero. I think, I think he's going to start going and going more towards more towards the straight-up villain. Well, we know, and not just the comic books, but the cartoon itself, he tries to take advantage of these powers yes. that you see from the Dark Phoenix. So, obviously, he's going to take advantage of the situation for his own greed or, or, or the way he wants the, the way he wants mutants to go. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, though, and character-wise, is that Quicksilver is back. The the Quicksilver that we like, actually. Another one that I'm super excited is back because he's one of my favorite X-Men of all time is Nightcrawler. I know! We see I the love scene Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. I like snapping. Nightcrawler. I love that he can bring people through a, just an altered dimension and pop them out the other side. It's such a great ability and power. I love him so much. And then there is a rumor, it's not really set in stone yet, that Toad is in this movie. Um, I would love that too. Well, Toad was Toad, Toad was in. X2, he was in. Yeah. He was in. Yeah, and he was great. He was great in X two. I thought. Yeah, like when he was. He was just that little bit in the beginning with Havoc. Well, he also had the the fight scene with uh, Nightcrawler in X two too. His tongue slapping across the room. I can see you're thinking, but yeah, go back and look. Yeah, that was an X Men one. You might, you might. Toad, have Toad was an X, X, yeah. Toad was an X Men one because he was played by, he's played by, uh, by Darth Maul. That's correct. Yeah, you're right about that. And then, yeah. but then, what they did in the new one is Toad was one of the uh, soldiers that was rescued by, 
Okay, and actually bringing up Mystique, isn't it interesting that still in this timeline and that we're in now, Mystique is still part of the X-Men because we know where she eventually goes. Yeah. She eventually is with the Brotherhood. So this is interesting to me that at this point in time that she's still hanging around Professor uh, Xavier. I wonder what time and point that she actually fall off and doesn't want to listen to him anymore and takes the Brotherhood side of things. I'm curious, you know. Probably when Disney takes over. Disney's Disney's the Brotherhood. (laughs) Disney's the Brotherhood. Let's get out of the Dark Phoenix. Okay. So, getting out of the Dark Phoenix, guys. <laughs> we're go- Disney, you're going to ruin out all of it already. We're going into Bumblebee. Yeah, oh, my God. It. So, we got a bunch of trailers that came out. Like They put out a bunch of short trailers out. And what I find so interesting about this, what I find so absolutely interesting about this is, is that one of the biggest critiques over the Michael Bay films was that the way the Transformers looked. And fans of Generation 1, they're like, well, the you know, he's like, I can't put Generation 1 in. I can't do this. I can do little references, but that's it. And so Michael Bay is like, no, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to create my own Transformers. Then you get this, the movie that basically, he they, they took a little bit of the look. Uh, they, they took the face, basically, of what we know Bumblebee as from the movies. Yeah. And then they said... <laughs> uh, uh, director Travis Knight says hey Michael Bay guess what I got you now I got these I got control hey, uh, generation one fans look what I got look what I can do hold my beer we go to Cybertron we see Soundwave not talking about just Soundwave the one that's up on the satellite we see Soundwave with a cassette tape saying shoot out and there's my kitty cat go you go I, we see Soundwave. Then you see, uh, like, you see some of the other ones. So we get, oh, sorry, I got to calm down a little bit. You, you go and you see, <laughs> you see a slew of Decepticons in their original form. You see a bunch of Autobots fighting on, uh, uh, on Cybertron in their original form. You get a hologram of Generation One Optimus, Optimus Mother Prime, freaking yeah. Prime. I'm like, it was. Oh! I love that one. I love that scene, by the way. Where he's laying there and it just kicks up out of his chest and it's Optimus Prime giving him a message. I was like, oh, oh, this is so beautiful. There's nothing about this trailer that I've seen so far. Sorry, or all the trailers that I've seen so far where I'm going like, "Uh, I'm not really sure. I've only been hyped and then more hyped for this movie. And I'm excited that the direction they're going. By the way, obviously we see Shatter. Do Do you know Angela Bassett is Shatterstar's voice? It was just curious to me that that's the voice of Shatterstar. Ah, I didn't know that. Justin Thoreau is Dropkick. Yep. Yeah, because yeah. we have two. So we have two. The the main villains are the main villains are actually those are the two main villains, which yep. are you know, and then uh, and then you have Starscream that's in it as well. We don't know who's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Starscream. Yeah, but how did you how did you like the fact when Bumblebee? was having to get into almost like uh, self-defense mode where he was trying to stop being pulled in by uh, Agent Burns and and the army, basically. And then he basically put on like a ninja mask above his face. And it was like Bumblebee Hornet mask. And then he just went into like straight up fighting mode. Oh, it was and, amazing. Because, I mean, he we all know he does. Yeah. He has the battle mask. We, we know about the battle mask. But this battle mask, referencing it to look more like a bee, 
was yeah. I think that was brilliant for one. I think it's cool, yeah. And I, I liked it a lot and I liked the fact that uh Haley Steinfeld playing Charlie Watson was just standing there and then she was kinda like perplexed when he moved into like, oh no, I can handle myself battle mode. And I, I love the fact that we can we're gonna see like the friendly bumblebee and then you'll see when he transforms and he's in like, no, I'm in ass kicking mode, bumblebee now. I, I loved it. Oh yeah, no, I mean this this trailer has just it 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 just has everything I want. Like it's just I mean, and what we what you know the funny thing is we have yet to see John Cena on uh, what his role is because we know he's Haley Steinfeld's dad in this. We he's Agent he's Burns. Agent Burns. That's right. So he's not the dad. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He's Agent Burns. No, he's not the dad. We have and, seen in this him. in this last trailer. You're right. We did see him. him. That's right. I stand corrected. Yeah. But. Yeah, so I think it's all thumbs up for a Bumblebee trailer so far, and uh, I, I'm extremely excited for this. Yeah, I mean this this is something that I'm super stoked for. Like I I am more excited about this than I've been excited about it, pretty much any of the other Transformers movies that's come out. Uh, segueing from this, something that I've been about going back and forth on. You know, I'm a huge fan of the Predator, uh, of just Predator in general and Aliens, and they're continuing between each other and stuff. So when Shane Black got the ability to direct, I was super stoked. And then we got the synopsis, and I was like, nope, nope, don't like that. The synopsis was way wrong, by the way. And then we got all the trailers, and the trailers kept kind of building me back up. And then we got the movie, and I heard some stuff about the movie, and I was like, damn, I don't really like what I heard. But I went and saw it, overanalyzed the hell out of it. So I got to go see it again. But I'm going to tell you this. I enjoyed it. But... One of the things that I took from this was Shane Black is really good at picking actors to play characters. And I was ready to hate Olivia Munn because I heard that her acting was horrible. She had, there's three spots where she has bad lines, basically, where she really, like, it kind of like, eh, I didn't like it. Other than that, I liked her character, actually. All the characters basically have three spots at different points of the movie where they say something and it's kind of like, forced that made me like uh i hear it but i i didn't like it like uh so Olivia munn she sees a predator when it's on the table and she references a schwarzenegger saying which the schwarzenegger said at the end of the movie when he picks him up and looks at him and says you're one ugly mother effer yeah olivia munn sees the predator and she goes looks down she goes you're one beautiful mother effer that even though it was fan service, felt forced and just didn't need to be there. Um, there's another time where a char- one of the characters uh, that's a really likable character says, Oh, hey, no, we all got to get into Choppa. Ugh. But why? It was <laughs> why? It was just, it was one of those things where it's like, if you're a fan of the stuff, you kind of, you, you chuckle. But, what I wanted to talk about was the power of this this ragtag group that's together that's trying to hunt. the The problem with the film that that the where there is a problem though is that so Predator, Predator Two, Predators, all had really excellent pacing, so that you had action, and in Pre- Predators got right into the action actually, but. They did it in a way that they did it where the kills on the characters on the group, where it had it had 
levity, like it, it had weight. It made you feel for for the, each each death. So it wasn't like the last Aliens movie when somebody died. You're like, well, there goes that. Yeah, guy. yeah. You know, so it was kind of like it was like you, you're like, okay, you know, I, oh that, that that I felt that I felt that. Oh God, now there's only a few people left. Who's gonna you know, who's gonna survive? Well, this one, it starts off with action, and it's nonstop, go 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 go, till it's not. Now, while it's going, it's great. But then it leaves you when the end, when the actual end uh, happens, it leaves you wanting more. That can be that can be tactical if you know you're going to get a sequel. But if you don't know you're going to get a sequel, that can be really, really hard to deal with. Well, let's let's look at the price right now, Damien. So it was last weekend. Uh, Predator is at nine point two million right now. That's pretty low, dude. That's all that I that's mean, all that it made. That is from last week till now. Yeah, nine point two million. That's that's really low. And I mean, it's other movies have gotten really more scores. It's on Rotten Tomatoes, getting an audience score of forty five percent, and I think in IMDb, it's like it's at six. So I mean, there's been other movies out there with lower scores in this that have made more money than this. I'm really surprised that at this point. According to Rotten Tomato, maybe uh, there's a different site that has better. It's just giving me a 9.2 million. That tells me that you might not get a sequel from Shane Black. No, we're probably not, which sucks because they, so he did. So this is another thing is, is we got our first, so they, we got our first, the, the big bad predator was all CG. Wasn't bad, actually. It was actually pretty well done. The okay. movement, what I did like about it was that if you read the comics, if you read the books, that stuff, the CGI ability to move the invisible being around yeah. was so much more realistic to what we are expect from the books to see versus what we've seen in the movies. Now, the slow, more human-like movements is creepier, but the faster movements... Is more what we were akin to knowing this thing moving like from the comic book side. Now he he did a lot of fan service for the comics, where he took he took basically the sequel to Predators, and that was the comic book form following uh, Royce, and mixed that in. So the the hybrid Predators were were the the big bad predator instead of having four arms and all that stuff it's still so yeah, you were talking I was talking about, about that, that. that's what I thought yeah. well he did that you stay through to the end of the movie and this actually doesn't really end any really ruin anything because originally Schwarzenegger was supposed to have a role in this movie but his it like a cameo or something. it was and because it was so small he didn't do it but they so they so they still but they did it in a way that they could still bring him in if he gets a chance to do a sequel they would bring Dutch in and have a he would be a much bigger role right hmm. uh so there in the end they so this is spoilers guys I'm going spoilers with this uh there's a like a, a containment containment thing that they were trying to hunt down and they say. You know, the guy says, oh, you know, I'm not, there's certain characters I'm not talking a lot about because 
the, the characters all interact really well together. I almost want Shane Black to take these actors that he had all together and make a war movie with these guys as a ragtag platoon of, of guys with their, all their, their, all their, their same clit, same like issues they had that they had in this movie, but just not be a predator yeah. movie, just be a war. You want the group just to be able to go through movie to movie and take on different scenarios. Or, or just, even, or I just want them. Even Olivia Munn. You want Olivia Munn? To get to I don't want her in it. <laughs> I, I want, I, I want the guys, I want the guys in it. Cause the guys, you could tell yeah. that they had a fun time doing this movie and that their characters yeah. were so good. Like their characters, their interactions with each other, they fed off of each other. You could tell that the actors all fed off each other and that they did like they like they just it just they felt like that's where I said it like it felt like two movies pushed together. I shouldn't be laughing as much as I did. This movie had a lot of humor in it and it was it wasn't and and but where the other thing is that I felt is that I felt that he used that there was actually too much cursing. Like I felt like motherfucker Excuse my friend, because oh, you can oversaturate. Was oversaturated. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson says it in Pulp Fiction. It's like, ooh, that hit hard. Exactly. You know, but they yeah. use yeah. they use the uh, mother effer, and I said it already earlier once. I don't need to keep saying it. But they <laughs> they use that way too much, and it was just like, okay, can this guy talk without saying that this particular character? And that was something that kind of took me out of it for a little bit. But the again, the fan service was there. They did one critique I had is that they talk about the tendrils because we see in the preview that there's predator dogs and that they have the dreadlocks too. And they're like, oh, there's some type of sensory thing. And I'm like, no, they're not. No, they're not. We know if you're, if you are a fan of predators, you know that they have very wiry, thick hair and that those, those dreads are very tightly knit, tightly braided, coarse thick hair that's this wiry mesh that they have it's not sensors so when he said that i'm like oh no you didn't read your books but that, <laughs> that, that was and i and i was the i was the only one in the theater that made an audible oh no but um oh no in the theater is never a good sign <laughs> no no but it was unless it's like a destiny or something let, let me ask you a couple okay. things though so you say you like the ragtag group of guys that are trying to go through and kill and hunt down these predators. Yeah. So those guys worked really well together, and you said you could tell they're having fun on the set, and they actually glued as a niche. So that's the one movie. And then the second movie you're talking about is basically the predators themselves, or is it the other characters they try to like? The second, the second movie is there? the predators. Yeah, it's the, it's, the, it's okay. the predator story. So if you would have took out some of the other things in the movie, would it have been a better movie? Because like in 2010, they came out with predators, and basically it was you know a ragtag group of guys jump into an. Island, I love, I love that movie. I wanted to see a sequel so bad. That movie, I loved. I but right, to me still actually, and I mean, I love the original, but my favorite predator film is Predators. Uh, I love. Robert Rodriguez, what he does, and I wish that he had a ch- opportunity to do another one. Yeah, yeah, and so and this one right here only got a six point four on IMDb again, and that was the one from two thousand ten. But that that synopsis is a group of guys parachute into a jungle and are hunted by you know predators. Yeah. So would you have rather seen this, that, and this movie, or you know what I'm saying? Like, did this movie go too far left or right for you to actually get to the point where you're actually 
fighting predators and the main reason you're there is to see the so this what what happened what what happened was is that they had this group of guys that that they knew were interacting together so well that yeah they kept them alive too long so you wind up building this and loving these characters so much but they lived too long and then it felt at the end this movie would have done so much better if they elongated the deaths and they had that perfect pacing but they didn't they had they kept the group together. You had basically a bunch of guys that got added to the group at different scenes that you knew were red shirts from fucking Star Trek. Excuse my language. I'm getting to, I'm getting heated. <laughs> so you had like the red shirts from Star Trek that you knew you like automatically knew these guys are all gonna die. Great, you know. And then the characters would die off, and the way they died off was you you felt you felt when they died off, and it was you're like okay, you know, I, I get it, I get it, but. It felt rushed with how they died. So instead of, like I swear, like in the last 10 minutes is when basically everybody dies off. Instead of throughout a movie to where it builds tension and builds that anger and you want them to come and you want them to survive. You want that last thing to happen. You want them bleeding out and taking that last shot to save the next guy and that dramatic scene. So Shane Black, you should have reached out to Damian Nash, a guy that actually read the books and actually gone through all the lore, and maybe you should have talked to him first before you. Shane Black <laughs> is the lore. Shane Black was one of the first guys to take on the Predator, and he died, so he knows the pacing. I I understand this, but you already said that they yeah they yeah messed yeah. up some of the tentacles, so maybe he didn't do his homework or was reading all the books. Or maybe he hasn't watched the Predator movie since then. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so I forgot. I totally forgot that he was in there. Man. Yeah, I, I completely so, forgot. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, what's going to happen is this is going to this is going over to Disney. Disney owns the Predator now. Owns yeah. Alien. We do know. So no matter what happens with this, that's not a franchise they're going to. They know it can make money, so they're not going to let it die. So I know no, aliens and predators both can make money and they've both shot their load the last sorry for the pun that's not what I meant they've both shot out movies the last couple of years and uh, I haven't watched the predator yet aliens was okay to me but obviously it didn't hit with the fan base yes. and it seems like this is what's going to happen with this predator movie. yeah and so it's it's one of those things I would give this movie a six I would give it a six that's what I, everybody else is I would give this movie it. a yeah. six I liked it. If I saw it again and I didn't have to sit there and like overanalyze, I would probably say a little higher, but because of how much I was analyzing it, I, you know, it it was, like I said, you take this movie aside, Shane Black takes this movie aside, has the same characters acting the same way, only has, puts them in a war movie. He's got himself a, like a buddy war movie. That's going to be right up there with Inglorious Bastards. Hmm. But okay. So you like the cast that much? So that's good. yeah. I like I like uh, the cast minus minus Olivia minus Munn. Olivia. Yeah, Munn. She she was okay. I think most people say she was okay. I, mean, but... I think most people say that when she's in movies, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she did look like she did look good as Psylocke, but that was about it. All right, so with this, we ran a little bit long again talking because what happens is we segue a bunch and get into stuff. <laughs> so we will do a we will do a rundown of the Division Two next week. What we'll do also is we're going to go around. We're going to gather up some information from other sites. And, uh, and and we'll we'll pull that into it, and we'll, we'll talk about some of the things, the issues that people are having with the with pre-orders stuff like that for the game, as well as my hands-on experience with the game, and just the excitement, overall excitement that I have for this. Like I'm more excited about this game than I was for the first, and it's interesting because well, well we didn't know what we we're gonna get that first we didn't we, we didn't 
we didn't know. And then when we got it, it wasn't really what we wanted until they refined it. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, there goes my whole year. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And, and I feel like I feel like the Division 2 is going to learn from that and it's going to be my 2019. I, I'm I'm gonna hold it back. I'm gonna hold back. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay, all say, right, but... all right. Sorry. See, we said we weren't gonna do it, then I started doing it. I yeah. apologize. So, <laughs> uh, right now, guys, you can reach me on Twitter, Mr. Damian Nash, all one word. Nick, where can we reach you? Reach me on Twitter at Nick and PDX, all one word, and the Facebook page, yes. Facebook slash Geekologist Radio. Yes, and we keep posting stuff up on there. We get stuff that we get from IGN and stuff like that. One of the things that we are going to start to maneuver to as we get a bigger team is we are going to try to start – We or not try. We are going to start putting out our own stuff. So yeah, when we see something, we won't be like saying, oh, we're going to link you to this. We're going to be looking for some video guys or, or gals, and we're going to be looking for people that can put together their own videos, their own takes and stuff, and we'll be putting up our stuff. It'll be all Geekologist stuff, and it'll be coming basically – Geekologist is going to be the franchise. That's what we said. We're going to be Geekologist Radio. The 2.0 was – the goal for us was to be a radio station, so having different kind of podcasts on there. Uh, I do, I am working on something for a mental health awareness, uh, kind of podcast. It'll probably be, I'm thinking that this one, the one that I'm working on, because it's going to take a lot of work on my, like a lot of work and a lot of deep diving with me, uh, emotionally too. Uh, I believe that that podcast is going to wind up being a bi-monthly podcast. So there'll be, it'll be six, should be six episodes in a season. The season will be a year and that's something else you're going to start seeing with us doing is we're going to be breaking things down into seasons. So that way, when we have, you know, a break, you'll be expected for it. You guys will understand, Hey, there's a, there's, there's going to be a season break on the, uh, on the variety show, but then you'll have, you know, but we'll have, we'll try to do that to where we'll have other content that will still overlap that. Think of it as fear, the walking dead and the walking dead. There you go. Plus, just the mini episodes. Gonna yep. continue doing that. Uh, I almost did one, but I knew we we're gonna do the variety show today. I almost want to do one just because I want to talk about Ozark. There's a lot to talk about it, and I know you haven't watched it yet. So shame on you. I know, I, I know, like but shame somebody... on you for not seeing Creed. So right back <laughs> at you, buddy. Well, in our show notes, everybody knows there is no Creed two talking here. So he didn't put that up there. He just threw that on me, and then he yelled at me for not seeing Creed. So that's unfair. Uh, true. Okay. All right. I take it. I, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I do need to see the Creed movies, though. Uh, I I do want to. It's see Michael Creed. B. Jordan. Come on. I know. I know. I I just Killmonger. Wasn't in Rocky. I wasn't interested in that Rocky Balboa movie when it first came out, but I heard it's good. I, I do. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Good. All right. So with that, guys, this <laughs> we're done arguing about Creed. Yeah, now. we're we're done we're done arguing. <laughs> We got other stuff we got to do. And I got to work in the morning because, you know, yes, this is this isn't it yet. Eventually, eventually someday. <laughs> but hopefully. Maybe. Yeah. But for now, guys, Geekologist Radio, we are out. Track, track.